0: And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us.
1: This is your Packers update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com, and powered by Overtime Media. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packer Ant Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy. And I am your host, J.J. Leahy. Well, big congratulations are in order to the Milwaukee Bucks for wrapping up the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. I'm not really an NBA fan myself, but a lot of Packer fans are big Bucks fans as well. So I think that's worth recognizing. I guess they've been struggling a bit these last couple games since coming back. But the good news is that now they don't have to do anything but sit back and try and work out some of their problems uh, for the rest of the regular season. My understanding of the NBA has always been that the regular season is kind of a joke anyways. But the Bucks do stand at, I believe, 55-14 on the season, which is very nice. So we're going to talk about some football, which I actually do know stuff about. Well, it's official. Mark Murphy has been hinting for quite some time that we might not have fans at home games in Lambeau. But while the rest of the world has been making broad, sweeping decisions about COVID, canceling events and seasons long before they arrive, the Packers are taking a half measure here. Today they announced that there will be no fans at the first two home games. At this point, they will take stock and reconsider before home game number three. And there's a really big gap there. Home game number three is actually week eight, facing the Vikings for the second time in the season. Actually, the schedule is very favorable to the Packers they do get a really early bye in week five. But in the first eight weeks of the season, five games are away, giving the Packers three home games in November and three more in December, at a time when Green Bay is hopefully jockeying for favorable playoff seeding. Now, this past week, general manager Brian Gutekunst, head coach Matt LaFleur, and a bevy of veteran players have been giving press conferences via Zoom. You have probably seen a lot of headlines coming out of these. But just being honest with you, there hasn't been much news. Goodikens indicated Terman Williams is not coming back, and neither is Jared Valdir. He was also asked if he's looking for a replacement at wide receiver after Devin Funches opted out of the season. His pat answer was that he's not looking with any more urgency to sign a player at any position than he is normally. We've known for a while that Brian Goodikens likes his receivers, and Matt LaFleur does not have any significant urgency about trying to improve that position. That's not to say he refuses to. There were receivers he was interested in in the draft but he doesn't feel it's one of the team's biggest needs, and he certainly does not want to break the bank for it. In fact, Matt LaFleur indicated today, as I predicted he would, that he's keeping three quarterbacks on the roster this year. Presumably, in addition to Aaron Rodgers and first-round pick Jordan Love, that third quarterback will be Tim Boyle, last year's backup. He's probably retaining his job as QB2 this year, and I think that's a smart choice. With no preseason and no chance to develop Jordan Love, the Packers need to lean on Tim Boyle's veteran experience and familiarity with the playbook in the event of an injury to Aaron Rodgers instead of putting the burden on rookie Jordan Love, who's just not ready for it. I'm going to make a new prediction. That third QB spot on the 53-man roster is not going to leave room for six wide receivers. It seems likely, barring injury, that Matt LaFleur intends to only keep five wide receivers on the roster. Devontae Adams, Al Mazzard... Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Equinemius St. Brown, and Jake Kummerow. For a long time, it looked likely that Kummerow was not going to make the roster. But the exit of Devin Funches and the absence of any other good options on the roster, I think Kummerow's experience probably wins out. So, while Reggie Bagleton truthers cry, I probably get one more year of Touchdown Jesus. If that nickname doesn't make sense to you, you clearly have never seen a picture of Jake Kummerow. Do yourself a favor, Google him. Okay, last item. Matt Lafleur said that the practice schedule has been put together, although it remains fluid, and the Packers are planning to have their first full practice next Saturday, August 15th. He did caution that the plan is subject to change based on the next week or so. However, the Packers' first game, the season opener in Minnesota, is less than one month later. Barring any unforeseen delays, Packers football starts September 13th. That does it for today's Daily Cheese. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packer's strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the PackerNet Podcast, hosted by the Fact Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to PackerNet.com and follow the PackerNet Podcast on Facebook. My name is JJ Leahy, and this has been the Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update. Support for this podcast comes from Overtime Media.